This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting and Sales EQ, and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. In episode six of my conversation with Lee Sauls on sales differentiation, we talk about this pivotal moment in the sales process when the buyer asks for references and how to handle that and to make sure that in the process of handling that and giving them references, you are truly differentiating yourself compared to your competitors. Before we get started, though, I'm going to share my team's secret for connecting with hard-to-reach prospects. You know the ones that, that don't return phone calls, don't respond to email, don't let you in the door, and put up a wall anytime you're trying to connect with them and their company. We use a tool called Outbound Cards. With Outbound Cards, with a simple click and a swipe on an app, we can send a personalized card that gets our prospects' attention anywhere, anytime, from any device. I want you to go check it out, and you can try it for free. Go to outboundcards.com. That's outboundcards.com, and click on Send a Free Card, and there is absolutely no obligation. And I promise, when you start using Outbound Cards, you are going to be amazed at how it makes you stand out compared to your competitors. Now, here's Episode 6 of Sales Differentiation with Lee Sauls. There's this moment in the sales process that causes a lot of anxiety. And it usually happens at the point where you are delivering a proposal, you sit down with your prospects, you go through the process, you've done everything right. And they say, this looks really, really good. Maybe have some references. And keep in mind, these are the informed buyers that people talk about that have done all the research in advance. So they should know everything about you. Yet at the, the proposal point, they say, Lee, I'm going to need some references. And I know because I've been there and I know that as soon as that happens, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, who can I get? Who can I use? um, Who's going to give me a good reference? You make the case that this is one of the best opportunities in the sales process to create differentiation, to separate from your competitor. So, so how do salespeople do that with references? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I find that this phase of of the buying process is the most misunderstood in the entire experience. See, when a salesperson hears, yep, I got your proposal. I need three references. They're like, hey, we're getting the deal. They see this is a task. I need to get them the three references. And Jeb, I don't know why it's three. It always seems to be three references that they want. It's a magic number. And they see it as a task. They say, if I get them three people to talk with by five o'clock today, done. They go sprinting down to the manager's office, say, hey, we're getting the deal. And maybe a few actually go into the CRM, assuming they use their CRM, and update it that that it's going to be an award. But if you come back to the other side and say, why does a buyer even ask for references? Well, despite us coming in preaching that what we have to offer is the best, they need to validate it. And why do they need to validate this decision? because every decision carries with it risk. If you're the one that signs off on outsourcing for the first time or changing suppliers and it goes the wrong way, someone's gonna try to figure out who made this decision so a career could be at stake for an individual. So if you think of the two sides, you've got a salesperson who's doing the happy dance, we're getting the deal, and you've got a buyer who's saying, I've gotta make sure this is right. 
So if we accept that, there's a strategy that we can put together to differentiate ourselves from everyone else. Because by the way, just because they ask you for three references doesn't mean that they didn't also ask two other suppliers for three references as well. So the deal's not done. So if we differentiate that reference experience, which is not prescribed in any way, it's just I'm going to talk to someone and hopefully they're going to say something good and, and we get the deal. What if we manage that experience and help our buyer achieve whatever it is they're trying to achieve in this process? So the first thing is, we said that they always ask for three references. Well, how many people do salespeople have in their back pocket? Three. <laughs> and they use the same three over and over and over again. Well, what if you had an initiative in your company to put together a reference portfolio? People that could speak to every aspect somebody might want to validate in a reference conversation. So um, people that could speak to a particular size or complexity or coming from another provider, handling in a different part of the country, et cetera. But someone, if not multiple people that could speak to every aspect that someone might want to validate, and I recommend that this be about 30 some odd people in your portfolio. Then when you get asked for references, rather than saluting and say, no problem, I'll get you those by five, what if you ask two questions back? What are you hoping to learn in these conversations and who's going to make the call? You ask those questions to help you pick the right people from that portfolio for these conversations. You also reflect on the conversations that you've had with them, particularly during discovery. What were their biggest concerns? What do you, was it that you really think that you need to reassure them relative to your company that you can handle? And then now we put this in motion. Many salespeople have carte blanche with some clients where they've said, oh, use me anytime you want. Don't do it. It's a trap. It's not that they're malicious. It's maybe they're on a project. Maybe they're on vacation. Maybe you've had a bad day with them. So even if they've given you carte blanche, you still need to notify them and let them know that you plan to use them for this circumstance. But they're also playing an important sales function, and they're not salespeople. It's a function that's not prescribed, but you're going to prescribe it. You're going to let them know that Jeb Blunt is going to be giving them a call, and just like you, he's a vice president of manufacturing. As a matter of fact, he has the same three challenges that you had a few years ago, and those were A, B, and C. And as you recall, here's the solution that we built for you. It has this component, that component, this component, that component. And so if you could share that information when he calls you, that would be great. Okay, so now we've worked one side of the equation. Now let's talk about the other side, providing the references. Your competitors are going to provide a name, a title, a phone number, and an email address, and you're going to do that as well but you're also gonna do something different. You're gonna provide a narrative, a short narrative that explains what it is this person could be a reference for. Hey, when you call Lee, be sure to ask him about the solution that we built for him, because guess what? He had the same three challenges a few years ago that you have today, and he can describe the solution we built for him because it's just like what we're proposing to provide to you. Now we've managed both sides. See, because your reference, they don't know what questions to ask. They don't know how to handle that. 
and the people serving as a reference, they don't know how to do it. But we prescribe the functions so that this reference gathers the information they need to feel confident that you're the right provider for them. And you've differentiated yourself one more time because this is the last chance you have to be different before a decision's made. I hope the audience was paying attention to this because that might have been the most solid, uh, well-versed advice I've ever heard on how to deal with references. Uh, that was powerful, Lee. Thank you. Make sure you come back for the seventh and final episode of this series on sales differentiation. And if you truly want to stand out, go check out OutboundCards.com. That's OutboundCards.com and send your first card for free.